We're sure glad to be back in church tonight. I thank God for his mercy and his blessings. I appreciate these folks coming to be with us. And uh, as usual, we appreciate those men up there in the, the sound booth running the sound and transmitting the service. We appreciate all the people's watching and listening and praying. I got on my heart to ask Brother Jordan Martin if he'd preach for us tonight. And, and uh, I appreciate him coming, being willing to. He has a number of his family here. And, uh, boy, we appreciate every one of you's come. Got on my heart to ask uh, Sister Autumn Slusher if she'd sing for us tonight. And so she's here. And so I appreciate these folks coming, being willing to come and helping the service. And uh, uh, I'm just uh, I'm looking forward to the service tonight. I'm excited about it. And uh, I believe God's going to move in a great way and going to bless. And, and uh, I trust that there's many watching or uh, people that's praying. I, I can feel people praying. And uh, I believe there's a lot that's watching and praying and uh, will be part of the service. Now, I want to encourage you, as I often do, uh, if you're watching on a live stream and God uses the, the singing and the preaching and, and the comments to touch your heart, and if God's wanting you to do something like he's wanting you to pray, uh, you need to do that just as much as if you were sitting right in a church house. Uh, when God speaks to you, that's just no different. Whatever God gives, that's what needs to be done. And so uh, maybe somebody would be there listening that's lost. You'd get saved if you follow the Lord. Maybe somebody's listening that needs to make a move for the Lord to, to get your life back in order or maybe even join the church. Uh, we need to follow the Lord. So i like to read this scripture. This is in the 86th Psalm and uh, verse 5. Here's what the psalmist said. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive. Well, I like what it says that. I'm glad when I needed forgiveness, he was ready to forgive. I'm glad he's a good guy. Okay, and it goes on. And plenteous in mercy unto all that call upon thee. And so that just kind of sums the whole thing up. Uh, God's able and ready to help us. We just need to open the door to him. Just say, Lord, come in, help me. And so let us pray for just a moment. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us to be here tonight, God. And, uh, we appreciate uh, those that's come this way. And we appreciate uh, uh, Brother Jordan that's agreed to come stand for us tonight, God. We thank God for him, appreciate him. And God, we, we thank you for Sister Autumn that's come and we asked to sing. Lord, we just, God, we just uh, thank you for both of these. And Lord, I ask you to bless the preaching, bless the singing, uh, bless all of us that are here that we might pray and humble our hearts and uh, feel heaven move in our lives. And bless those that are watching and listening that they might just uh, feel you speaking to them according to whatever the need is. And that they might obey you, Lord, and uh, they might be willing uh, to tell somebody and share that. God, we ask you these things and we praise you. In Jesus' name, and amen. Sister Autumn, I'd like to turn over to you and you just come uh, sing whatever's on your heart and sing just as many as you want to and feel like. Just follow the Lord. I have a friend whose name is Jesus. He's the Son of God, my guiding light. I've read the book that tells his story, how he gave me eternal life on a To a cross at Calvary. 
shed his blood, said, Father, forgive them, I'll live for him, cause he died for me. I know one day I'll go to meet him, see his face, touch his sweet hands, but for now I'll toil and labor, till all that's lost will understand. On a cross on Calvary, shed his blood, said, Father, forgive him, I'll live for him, cause he died for me. Shed his blood, said, Father, forgive him, I'll live for him, cause he died for me. Well, I love that song. I love what it said. I love how God blessed uh, Sister Autumn to sing it. Before I forget, I wanted to mention this. Uh, should have mentioned this before I prayed, but uh, remember Linda when you pray. She's had a pretty bad headache. Uh, she almost didn't come this morning up in the day. She said, I just don't think I'm able to go back tonight. So remember her. She might get over her headache. She said she'd be watching on the live stream and praying. And uh, so I'm glad to be here, and I appreciate that song. Uh, boy, that just, uh, that just tells the story the way it is. Anybody else got anything you want to say or somebody else have a song <clears throat> before we turn over to Jordan? You're welcome if you do. Well, we just start over Brother Jordan. Come on, buddy, and just follow the Lord and do whatever you feel like. Pray for Jordan. Like I say, it's good to be here this evening. Uh, better put this on. Don't want Doug to get mad at me. People, I start walking around, nobody will be able to hear me then. <laughs> but uh, we're thankful to be here and thankful Terry called us. We kind of had told him already. We anticipated it a little bit. And uh, I was had some thoughts and scripture on my heart. And I'm glad that uh, God's the one that delivers these messages because I tell you what, I, I never was a a good student in school and to write something out I just I couldn't do it but I'm glad God can take somebody that's not good at that kind of thing and he can deliver a message to him and say just go preach that and I like I like it it's it's amazing to me and um, we're just honored and thankful to be in the house this evening but you pray I've got uh, a few things I want to read and um, I might, I'm probably going to jump around a little bit, so I apologize if in advance if uh, I kind of leave you behind or you don't know where I'm preaching at, but it um, seems like I've just got a bunch of scriptures on one topic that God's given me, and I'm, I'm kind of tickled because it's been such a joy to study on it. And it all started, uh, Eric Jordan had, had a question one time, this was a few weeks back, and it was about uh, this scripture I'm going to read. And uh, I had 
read this scripture and learned about it, I don't know, it was a long time ago. And uh, I was sitting there and he'd asked, and I was like, oh yeah, I know that scripture. And uh, it was funny, we got to talking and laughing about it a little bit, and uh, you know, it was it was fun, and it just kind of put that back into my heart a little bit in my mind, and it's kind of been where I've been here lately, and so I'm 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 thankful for Eric asking the question, um, you know, giving that scripture to me again. But uh, in James chapter one, this is verse seventeen. Um, this is where I want to read first, and uh, then we'll jump to two other scriptures, but. This is James chapter 1, verse 17. Really pray for us. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And uh, such a good verse, but the things I want to stick to in this is Father of lights. And uh, a lot of people, you know, they hear that and they instantly think of the next scripture I'm going to read. And, uh, but I want to point out, what does that Father of Lights mean? And uh, who's the Father? What's the Lights? That's kind of been where my heart is. And uh, that's what I've been studying on. That's what uh, I've enjoyed going back and reading. And uh, when I got saved, I realized who the Father was and I figured out who the Light was. And uh, I'm glad that the scriptures back that up. And uh, you should go with me here. This is Matthew. This is chapter 5, verse 14. And it says, Ye are the light of the world. That's who the lights are. That's why it says the Father of lights. Not the Father of light, but the Father of lights. Because each and every one of us that gets saved, you get that peace inside of you. There's no more darkness. It's completely run out. Light completely consumes your soul and you become a child of God. And you become a child of the Father of lights. And I really like that because it says, A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Ain't that awesome? As Christians, our light should shine so bright that when somebody's way, way off in the middle of nowhere, they could see that little glimmer up on the hilltop and say, I don't know what that is, but I'm going to go that way. I can't see where I'm going, but I know there's something over there. Like those lighthouses in the sea. I mean, you think about how great it would be if you were lost out in the middle of the dark. I mean, the water looks like the sky and you can't see where you're going. But all of a sudden there's a little light flashing out in the distance. Pointing you back to home. Pointing you back to shore. That's a blessing. So as it goes on, it says, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and, the, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Um, it's so, so good to read these. Let me, let me read one more just real quick. This one's uh, Jesus speaking. He says, this is in John chapter 12, verse 44. It says, Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he, and he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Thank God we've got a way out. Thank God that even though when I was born into this world, I was filthy rags, full of darkness and sin. 
But thank God that He allows us to have a scapegoat. That Christ came, became, became light in us, and drove that darkness out. You know, I'm telling you folks, when it says we were made a new creature, it didn't leave any ounce of darkness left in me. Now this old flesh gets in the way, but down deep, it is perfect. It is pure. It is that wonderful city that Revelation talks about. That the Lord and, you know, He's the Lamb and that light. Let me, let me read that. I think that's a pretty cool verse. I, I didn't think I'd read this, but this is Revelation 21, verse 22. It says, And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. I like that. I don't have to go to a building anymore. I'm going to be dwelling with them. It goes on, it says, And the city had no need of the, the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. I, what I'm getting at this evening is, if you are living in the world, and you're living in darkness, and you're surrounding yourself with unpleasantries, the light is there for your use. The light is there, and it's available, and it's wanting to be used, and it's wanting to help you see. You know, I was thinking about this when I was reading this earlier. Uh, I got some cuts on my hand, and uh, I'd gotten up in the middle of the night, and I'd, I'd walk through the darkness before to go out to the door and go into the living room, and I thought, ah, I'll just do it again. No need to turn on the light. And I, I walked, and I ran right into the, the door. I did. I ran right into the door jam. We got these old oak door jams that are real solid. Man, it cut me up, and it hurt. And uh, I thought... Jordan, you're paying for electricity. Why didn't you turn on a light? Come on. You know, when the Bible talks about that light and how, you know, you can turn that light on and just look at that path and you can walk that path and you can see the troubles and you can see the trials and it helps you to conquer them easier. That's what it's talking about. It's talking about when you're getting out in life, it's going to get hard. It's going to get rough. There's going to be trials. But thank God there's a light in us that will shine and it'll show you what's in the way. It'll show you the path to get around it. It'll show you how you can conquer and divide and say, Here I am. I've got you. Lord, I know you're going to take me through this. Yeah. You know, when I got saved, I tell you what, that was the darkest time in my life. You know, I, I went through a spell when I had a little bit of a depression. I had a little hard time. But I'll tell you what, that darkness was nothing compared to when I was lost. Yeah. When I was lost, the darkness that surrounded me was like those scriptures talking about Egypt when that darkness flooded into Egypt. Yeah. And you know, I remember thinking about when we read that. You know, I thought, man, I know exactly what they were living in. Yeah. I know exactly how they felt. When I was lost, it seemed like I couldn't find my way anywhere. I would walk, I would run, and I would reach, and I would find nothing. I would try my hardest to see where anything was, and I, there was nothing to find. And I remember when I got saved, it was like that city up on a hill. There was a church named Lima Missionary Baptist sitting up on a hill calling unto me, saying, over here, we see you, come, come. I'm so glad. That the scriptures are true when it says, if you seek, you will find. All it took was me looking. It took me saying, okay, I'm coming. Yeah. And man, I found it. And I got to rejoicing in my heart. And the darkness, it just disappeared. Yeah. 
It's not like it got chased off or it got put into a package somewhere. It disappeared. My eyes were clear. I could see things differently. I felt things differently. When I reached out, I knew what I was reaching for. That brings me to another point. You know, when you get saved, you see things clearly. You have no excuse. When you reach for sin, you know it's sin. When you reach for you know, something that's ungodly, that light's there showing you what you're reaching for. When I was lost and I was in sin, yeah, I knew right from wrong. But it just, you know, you're so involved in that darkness. You're so in, intertwined in that. But I'm telling you, when I got saved, there was something that convicted me every time I was there to do wrong. If I said, well, you know, I know that's not right, but I'm, I'm going to stay home from church. I don't, I'm not, you know, feeling bad, but I just don't want to go. And the Lord would kind of kick me on the backside and say, what about that one you've been praying for? What about those ones that need to see you in that pew? And I'd think, that's right, Lord. I can't, I can't stay at home. I can't, I can't not do anything. I'll be a bad example. They'll, they'll want to travel that way. They'll want to find that easy route. I'm telling you, you know, I've found out real, real easily because it's hit me so hard so many times. If it's easy, it's probably not worth doing. And you say, what do you mean, preacher? You know, I've thought about my whole entire life. You know, getting saved. You know, it was, it was so easy. But it was hard in a way. And it's hard to explain that to somebody. It's so hard to take that first step. And after that, it's smooth sailing because the Lord takes care of it. When you are getting married, it's hard finding that person and praying for that person. You know, it's easier just to find somebody. It's easier just to go out and say, well, you know, she's pretty, she's nice, I like this person. But if it ain't the right person, it's not the wife you need. It's the same thing about houses. It's the same thing about jobs. It's the same thing about, you know, your place in the church. Things that are... Seem easy at first. If it's easy all the way through, seems like it's not worth it to me sometimes. But when things have a little bit of tug on them, it's usually because Satan's saying, no, 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 that's the wrong way. Don't do that. No, 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 you, no don't, you don't want to go that way. Even though you know that's the way the light's pointing. Even though you know that's the right way. But if you ever noticed, Satan's like a rubber band, Terry. You pull that thing far enough, there's a little bit of stress. But as soon as it snaps, it is free-flowing. You can find yourself in a spot where you're getting some real strain. And I, this is how I felt when I was lost. This is how I felt when the Lord asked me to preach. You know, I would sit back there and it felt like I was just getting so torn. I was so tight. If somebody walked up and, and pulled me, that, that little rubber band would just... I'm telling you, but when I finally put enough effort in... To say, Lord, I'm coming to you. That rubber band snapped. Satan went flying the other way. And all, I, all God was there, he was just right there to pick me up and say, Come on, son, walk with me. Sure. It was easy after that. Yeah. And I, I want you to picture this. If your life was, a, you know, and I, I, didn't, I guess this would be the best way to explain it. But I had a, a customer one time. She said, How come I don't have good internet? I want better internet. I don't understand. How come my internet's not very good? And this is kind of a silly story, but it makes a good point. And I said, well, 
I said, you're, you're 10 miles away from the nearest city. I said, there's nothing out here. We, by the time it gets to you, it's dead. And she kept complaining and complaining. And uh, I kind of laughed. I said, ma'am, I said, if you lived closer, we could get you better service. And that is exactly how it is with God. The closer you get to the Lord, the better connectivity you're going to have. The closer you live to God, the more you're going to get out of it. And if you're not living close to God, and you're complaining about how little service you're getting from God, you need to get closer. And uh, I'm not saying that to step on anybody's toes. I'm saying that because that is what God's telling me to tell you. And I don't know who you are. But I know I've had to have this this same conversation with God for my own life. And uh, if God's telling you, you need to get closer, you need to get closer. He's got things He's wanting to give you. It's like, you know, I, I remember this one person. They said that they had a lot of work that was, they needed to get done, but they couldn't download it. They couldn't get it to their servers. They couldn't get it to their computer. And I said, I'm sorry. You just Where you're at, it's not going to go fast. It's not going to get you that. If they lived closer to the place that would give them higher speeds, they could download it easily. God has so much benefit that He is just ready to to pour on you, to allow you to download into your life and use. He's just waiting for you to say, Here I am, Lord, what what do you need from me? Lord, what is it that you're wanting? Lord, how can I serve you? And if you do that, He'll allow you to download all day long. You'll be sitting out in your car somewhere and the Lord will pass by and tears will run. You'll say, Thank you, Lord, for the day I have. You'll be sitting at home in the middle of the night and you'll wake up and you say, Lord, I've got a house. I've got a a good family. Lord, thank you. And you'll start to cry a little bit and it'll just be you and God. You may be out somewhere in the yard. Something, a bloom will show to you. And you'll say, God, that's beautiful. Thank you for the world we live in. Continually and daily, God will bless you and bless you. But you've got to be willing to serve Him. You know, in that one verse, or this one scripture I read, I want to go back and read this again real quick. It's, kind of, it's pretty important, I think. But this is in John chapter 12, back where I read, uh, I believe this is, let's see, verse 47. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not, for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment that I I should say and what I should speak. And this is the one I want to get to. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. That's the promise. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. So, preacher, what do you mean? What I'm getting at is, there's eternity waiting in the balance. This life we have is just a little bit of vanity. But what we've got waiting for us is a long, long time. It's where we'll permanently be forever. There's only two places you can go. Heaven or hell. 
You can die and you can go to hell and you can live miserable and you can lay in that darkness the rest of your life. Well, I guess you're not really life. It's eternity. But you can die. You go to a place called heaven where you can live the rest of your days living in the sun, in that light, in that joy, in that peace, in that kingdom that I was reading about in Revelation. You know, if you go back to that, that's pretty cool how he talks about that, I think. And in that last, that last verse it says, and there, shall in, and there shall in no wise enter into anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's the only way you're getting there. You've got to be saved. You've got to have that salvation experience. You've got to have a place and a time in your life where you can say, God spoke to me, and I said, here I am, Lord, save me. You know, if you don't have that, you've got, you've got nothing. You've got no ground to, to, to go down. You've got no light leading your path. You need to find that light if you want to be successful. Because success is what gets you to eternity. Success is salvation. Success is walking with Christ. It's going down that path that only God can give you to walk. If you're going down any other way, it's not success. I, you know, well, preacher, I've got a big house. I've got lots of cars. I've got, you know, this, this, and that. It don't matter. Those are great things to have. They're wonderful blessings from God. But if you don't have salvation, you've missed it all. It's vanity. Ecclesiastes talks about it. says, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. But later it talks about how good God is and how salvation is important and how if you've got salvation, that is not vanity. So that's what I wanted to preach this evening. Thankful to be here and thankful for what the Lord gave me. And I just want to read this one verse. I've got it on my phone saved. And uh, then I'm going to turn it back over to Terry. But it says, and this is in... Proverbs 4 and 24, it says, Put away from thee, or, or nope, sorry, wrong one, 26. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Amen. Where are your feet this evening? Yeah. Are you one of the ones that, you know, when the church house doors open, you need to get baptized? Are you one of the ones that is lost and God's calling you, you know, you need to go and get saved? Are you one of the ones that are struggling and just need to get closer? Are you one of the ones that are just out there saying, I'm, I'm not worried about this. I'm done with this. I'm tired of this. You're broken down. Find out where you're walking and see if it's good established ground. See if it's a path worth walking. See if that light's there on your path. Because if it's not, you need to get on that one. It's the only one that will really show us where we need to be, Terry. But I'm thankful to be here and thankful for the uh, service and your prayers. I'm just going to turn it back over to our pastor. I thank the Lord. I appreciate that good preaching. and I'm thankful for Jordan, and I'm thankful for the message that God gave him, and he's delivered. And I, as I listened to that message, and it stirred my heart, and I believe there's people listening uh, on the live stream watching that God used that message to speak to their hearts and stirred their hearts and caused them to think. It's thought-provoking. Boy, I like that about the light. And uh, I like that kind of remind me of that song, I'm Walking in the Light. And uh, 
I'm glad of what I feel in my heart. Uh, sister, would you feel like singing us another song? Would you have anything else on your heart? No? Okay. Anybody else got anything to say or do before we come to a close? Anybody's welcome. You might have a testimony or even if somebody else got a song or anything, you're welcome to do it. And uh, I'm sure glad to be here tonight. Appreciate every person that come. When I came in and I was, even when I was pulling up and saw people coming in, every one of you was a blessing to my heart. I appreciate y'all coming, helping us, being with us in this service. And so good to be here tonight. And uh, uh, I want to just think right now, I want, I want to just say a few more words and I'll come to close. But uh, if you've listened to this service tonight, God's touched your heart and there's a need in your life. Uh, and Jordan was preaching about those needs. God, God made it real clear through that message. Uh, there's some needs in people's lives. And if, you're not, if you don't have the light in you, you're in darkness. And if you're not falling and walking in the light, uh, your life's in trouble. Brother Jordan, he preached that and made it clear. And so uh, I'm telling you, uh, God gives such opportunity. And uh, if he's calling to you tonight, uh, answer his call. That's what Jordan preached about. Made it clear. And uh, praise God tonight that we've got a God like that. Okay. Anything else? All right. If everybody's done, everybody's staying on your feet. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the service tonight. We thank you for the song. Thank you for the preaching. Thank you for each one that's here. Thank you for each one that's watched and listened and prayed. God, I praise you tonight for the light. Uh, glad that I have that light in me. And glad it's real. And God, glad that when we follow you and walk after you, that light shines through us and reaches to other people. God, we thank you tonight uh, again for this service, for the preaching and the singing, and for each one that's here. And we praise you, God, and we ask you to go with us and help us, God. Lord, there's so many things we need, but God, you're able to handle all of it. And God, we ask you to, and we ask you these things, and praise you in Jesus' name, and amen. Amen.